50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, we just recorded that entire episode and we just wanted to come on to kind of explain to you guys what happened because we started recording our Kardashian bonus show as normal. We had full intention on recapping an episode from season five and mid-recording, Kim posts the Insta story in response to Kanye's post about North on TikTok. So we were just basically processing it in real time. And <laughs> I have no idea if there was any eloquence here. Like, I don't even know what I just said because that was such a rush. I know. Like, don't hold anything against us. It was very in the moment. <laughs> it was very in the moment. Normally, if we were doing an emergency episode like this, we would have planned it. We would have had a little bit more thought, but we were just recording, talking. I don't even know what we were talking about. All of a sudden, Julie's like, holy shit, look at Kim's story. And so (laughs) every discussion was happening in real time. So yes, to answer all of the DMs, we are absolutely freaking out in the same way that you guys are. And to be honest, I think we're all just so surprised because we know what this must have meant for Kim for her to respond. Like she had no intentions, in my opinion, on responding at all. So to me, it signifies that this is a really big fucking deal. I feel like this episode was just one massive reply to all of the DMs we got today. Yeah. Well, because Julie, the reaction is exactly what we would have anticipated to, if not more. Definitely more. I think so, at least. Yeah. it's. I guess it's kind of that there seems to be a collective understanding that this is not something Kim would typically do. I think also we've all been wanting to say something, but we obviously can't because we have no power in this situation. So it was almost like we all got to breathe this collective sigh of relief that Kim finally stood up and said something. I just can't get over, I know I said this later on, I just have to start with this again. I cannot get over the one line when she says, divorce is difficult enough on our children and Kanye's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively and publicly is only causing further pain for all. Like that to me just goes to show she too believes it to be an obsession. Oh, and it is. But also, and this isn't even a point that we touched on the episode, we've spoken about that in terms of the cancel culture thing or in terms of him being able to push the boundaries. Like he's so obsessed with being able to say whatever he wants that I think he's lost sight of what he's saying. And that obsession is now manifesting itself in terms of this divorce and their kids, unfortunately. It's just sad. The whole thing is really sad. Like obviously, trust me, we're we're losing it. I mean, this is wild, but it really is sad. And (laughs) I don't know, we'll leave you with this episode, but the first five minutes, we're just talking as normal. We have no idea what's about to hit. And then all of a sudden it's just like the shit hits the fan. I'm so happy that we had this recording in real time. I can't even explain to you. It's so much fun. I think it's so much fun. I'm just a little, I don't even know what we said, but we'll go back. We'll listen through. We'll fix a few things up. And, uh, Okay, guys, we leave you with this episode. Thank you for listening. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC.
So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode of our Kardashian Mona Show. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. I feel like we are getting so close to a real preview of the Hulu show. You know what's interesting about not having a preview also, aside from the fact that we also don't have a date? Mm. Anything that we've been given in terms of like these little snippets, we have no idea still what the format of the show is going to be. (laughs) No, we are operating so blindly and they've basically been edging us since what, September? Yeah, I mean, I think since Chloe was on Ellen. I just think back to the end of last year where we went through a phase, we thought maybe it could be end of December. And then we're like, you know what? It'll definitely be January. It's fine. It'll be in the new year. Best way to start out the new year. <laughs> and now it's February and we still have no idea. It's so classic though. Like they have us by the fucking balls. And also the thing with what we had thought originally in terms of why we thought it was going to be sooner rather than later is because one of the things we were really harping on was the quick turnaround time. Like obviously there were so many reasons that they moved on to streaming rather than staying on E. The biggest one obviously being money. I think we both thought, and a lot of people thought, that one of the major reasons as well was that there would be able to be a quicker turnaround time. And so there wouldn't be this giant six, seven-month gap in between filming and getting it up. But that's what we're still dealing with here. So it's kind of working on the same time frame as it was when it was on E. I mean, to be honest with you, I have two things to say. The first is I understand the frustration by not having a date completely. Honestly, not even as a fan, more so just as somebody who has a podcast because the reason we started this podcast in the first place was to be able to recap the episodes right after they aired. And it's not that we don't love doing the old episodes, but like we're self-aware enough to know where the real content is, which is recapping the new ones as they come out. So in a way, it's almost like this has been a placeholder until that one comes back. So on one hand, I would love to know that for my own time's sake, but I, I genuinely think that they're not just fucking with us for the sake of fucking with us. Everything that we've heard kind of like internally or behind the scenes makes me believe that they don't actually know the definite date yet. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if they don't know or if it's clearly, yeah, it's probably that it's subject to change still. But the real question there is, okay, what's the reason? You know, is it just delays because of COVID or is it because there are things in the show and obviously they have producer abilities that they now want to take out. So maybe that's something with Tristan, something with Kanye. I'm not saying this is the case, but I would just like to throw it out there. As we know, Kanye is not a fan of North being on TikTok. Is it the kind of thing where now, given that the divorce is going on, he's fighting to have the kids never shown on camera? Like These are all little things that I think about in terms of what could be causing the delay. And I don't think anything's off the table. Yeah, I don't know. Or it's just general delay. This is sometimes how they operate. And I'm not shocked that this is how it's going down, but I'm just a little bit, um, a little bit frustrated. Wasn't it funny that when Kim posts for everybody to follow the Kardashians Hulu account, when she posted her screenshot, it said, follow back. Hilarious. Like, how are you going to tell me to follow something that you don't even follow? (laughs) I know. And by the way, still did it though. (laughs) Duh. The other thing though, in terms of us really having no idea what the show is going to look like, because I agree, I, there's, really nothing happening there. No thoughts, just vibes. (laughs) But the one thing is that when you look at the grid, there are individual photos of Kendall and Kylie, which in my mind makes me hopeful that they will have more in an involvement than they did towards the end of the show. 
I also recognized that they seem to be throwing Kendall and Kylie up a little bit more than maybe we were used to seeing in terms of e-promotion, but I'm not getting my hopes up until until it's actually out and I can really see how much screen time they're getting. I know. My hopes, yeah. I'd, I'd be lying if I said my hopes are up. I'm just cautiously optimistic. I could see Kylie being more involved because of the switch to streaming. Like I could see that being something where she's like, well, now that it's on a Hulu platform, it feels more elite and I'm more willing to take part in it. And it's not like this thing that I was forced to do since I was a child. It's like this new era of something that I want to be a part of. I think Kendall's position on it probably won't change or Kendall's involvement won't change because privacy is a little bit more important to Kendall than anybody else in the family. Is there anything else from that you want to mention or should we get into the recaps? No, I think let's recap these episodes. I loved both of them. They were fun, especially the second one. I'm in such a Courtney and Scott phase. I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's really hard. It's very hard, Julie. I'm so in it. I can't even tell you. Like I really had moved on and they're at such a good place right now. And Scott is being like <laughs> so extra adorable and funny that I'm like, I, I'm only human here. And also on TikTok this morning, I forget what season this was from. I saw, I know exactly what clip you're talking about. <laughs> Should I say it? You can tell me if it's the same one. Yeah, you say it. Is it when Courtney films Kendall and Scott in bed together and they do that whole Snapchat movie? Oh, no. I was watching one. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, we're usually very on the same page about this. The one that I saw was a clip from when they went away. I think it was to Mexico. And it's Scott, Chloe, and Courtney talking. And... Courtney makes a comment how Scott like jokingly said something about her being past her prime. And Scott's like, I will love you no matter how old you get. And Courtney was like, no, I think you're only saying that. So I'll get back together with you. And then you'll have me for 10 years. And then you'll trade me in for a newer model. No, but I so remember that as you're saying it. But wait, going back to the one that I saw, do you remember the Snapchat era? It was Kylie and Courtney basically putting on the Snapchat production. And she took everybody through the whole house and the whole like joke of it was that Scott was cheating on Courtney with Kendall. So they like film Kylie saying, yeah, I don't know. I think they're in the bedroom. And Courtney walks in and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And, and she films him storming out of the house. I'll find the clip. It was so good, Julie. I could never forget those. I have to see them again. But remember, Kylie used to do that all the time. Like, it wasn't just one thing that she did. It was like a series. Well, that's why, and I know we kind of had this conversation on Monday just about the different social media platforms. Based on knowing how deeply Kylie loved Snapchat back in the day and how creative she was willing to be with it, I really thought that once TikTok came into the mix, she'd lean more into it. And she did a little bit with Stoss. I guess also it coincided with her pregnancy. And so she wasn't drinking and she wasn't doing the types of things where she would typically be making TikToks under. But I was surprised that she didn't lean into that as much as I thought she maybe would have. I think Kylie used to just have a little bit more fun than she does now. And that's the real thing here. It has nothing to do with the platform. It has nothing to do with the creativity. I just think back in the day, Kylie had a lot of fun. And now it's like, come on, Kylie, give us something. And when you're bringing up the Snapchat memories and the films that she used to do on Snapchat and all that stuff, it's like, no, it wasn't always the case. This is kind of a new, take yourself more seriously, new era of Kylie. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, I don't necessarily think it's that she doesn't have as much fun in her own life. I think over the years, she just became less and less willing to share that with the public. And it's kind of the type of situation where I, I think she felt she got burned. So she was like, why should I put more and more out there? Because the more I put out there, the harder it is for me internally, which I get. Like, I can't say I don't get. Obviously, as a fan, it sucks. But I, I would be lying if I said I didn't understand where she's coming from in that. I would love to see her have more harmless fun. Not in a way where she has to show herself off or not in a way where she's oversaturating herself in terms of what the public gets from her. Like just in a very low lift, we recognize that you still have that personality in you and that willingness to have fun and that willingness to engage with your audience and your fans because that's what made Kylie Kylie in the first place. I know. And that's what really, I know. And you know, it's actually interesting that this conversation is coming up now because I saw recently she was teasing her Valentine's Day collection. And obviously, as we've discussed, you and I are not consumers of Kylie Cosmetics, but I still follow it and I'm really interested and obviously admire the brand she's built. And typically when she does a big drop like this, I feel like it makes sense because she's been teasing the content for months. She's been giving behind the scenes. She's been doing so many swatches and also, in addition to that, she's just been posting so much regular content. And this was one of the first times where I saw her post the drop. And I was like, 
okay, yes, this looks really cool, happy for you. But also if I was a consumer, I feel like I would have been less willing to buy it because it felt like it was just so promotional. Whereas typically she has a way of kind of integrating it into her more normal content. And so, yeah, there's a frequency of promotion, but one, it's not as intrusive because she's also doing a lot of fun stuff. And second of all, you feel like you're in on it. And this was one of the first times where I was like, if I was somebody who bought this stuff, I think I'd notice that. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think that theory she had the baby and therefore she's not posting regularly and these are just scheduled posts that are going up and therefore the lack of other content is really showing how promotional her content has been lately. Absolutely a viable theory. I would not be surprised in the slightest if next week it comes out that she had the baby two weeks ago. I don't think that that's a conspiracy theory. Like I, listen, there's levels to this shit because when was it? At at Chicago and Stormy's birthday party, she was pregnant and people thought that she was wearing a prosthetic stomach. Like that to me, there's no way. I think she was hundred percent pregnant at that time, but I do think it's possible she gave birth and just hasn't wanted to let the world know that yet. So let's say that's the truth just for purpose of this conversation. It's maybe that as part A, but I think part B is just how she's been continually more muted since the Travis situation, which I understand it's probably the smart move. I'm not even criticizing her for it. Um, but I think that that could have maybe played into it. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Analyzing just the waves in which they use social, I I find so interesting because it's pretty much only Kim that is the most consistent. I find Chloe to be extremely consistent as well. That's true. In different ways though, but yes. Courtney's consistent in her own way in terms of Travis content, a little bit of the kids, a lot of push stuff, and a lot of like aesthetic at home watching a movie or like very on-brand stuff. Kendall uses Instagram in the way that I would use Instagram if I looked like Kendall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, okay. I guess just to go back to the Kim point, the way that I can play it is that if I woke up one day and over the course of the 24 hours, there was not a story on Kim's profile, I would think something was seriously wrong. Whereas I don't think I would think twice if it was any of the other ones. Right. <laughs> I, I don't really, know. If you didn't see a quote from Chloe, you might call in a wellness check. Maybe after a few days. I don't think after day one. It's just like, I can't explain to you how comforting the sound of Kim's voice when you can't even see her. And the only visual on your screen is her manicured hands, like touching the new fabric in that closet. Like that and her doing a story in her bathroom have become such (laughs) parts of my day. (laughs) Speaking of Kim's story, she just posted about Kanye's post. What? Go, Go look right now. (gasps) oh my god oh my god (gasps) oh my god oh my god read it should i read it out loud yeah holy fuck okay kanye's constant attacks on me in interviews and on social media is actually more hurtful than any tiktok north might create As the parent who is the main provider and caregiver for our children, I'm doing my best to protect our daughter while also allowing her to express her creativity in the medium that she wishes with adult supervision because it brings her happiness. Divorce is difficult enough on our children and Connie's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively and publicly is only causing further pain for all. From the beginning, I've wanted nothing but a healthy and supportive co-parenting relationship because it's what's best for our children. And it saddens me that Connie continues to make it impossible every step of the way. I wish to handle all matters regarding our children privately, and hopefully he can finally respond to the third attorney he has had in the last year to resolve any issues amicably. Oh my fucking God. That is insane. She just hit her breaking point because we have been waiting for so long to say like, when is she going to respond to any of this? And that was the final straw. Fucking, wait, hold on. I'm formatting this. We're keeping all of this in. I don't even care if if there's lulls. I'm formatting this and just storing it with, I think no, should I do no caption or should we do mic drop? Um, no caption. I swear to God, I'm, we're not gonna, but I swear to God, I want to grid this. Like that's how. My thing is that I would, I would grid it with Kanye's slide first and Kim's second, but I don't want to promote the Kanye part of it. You know, I know. what I mean? That's exactly. But I don't want to just post Kim. Okay. Well, let me put it like this. It would, we, I don't think we've ever done something like this without a comment or without it being like an actual post on Instagram, not a story. So it feels like crazy to do that. But, and also it's going to be news everywhere. Should we just story it? You think? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Let's just story it. I think that's going to even have just post it on her grid. Holy fuck. I just want to look and see if maybe there's a tweet. 
From who? Like anybody. So that that could be the first slide. Okay, look. That is insane. Ugh, no, this is it. like, I cannot believe we're witnessing this and I cannot believe we were recording when it happened. I know. Oh my God. He tagged Kim in the post of North. Did you see that? No. Like, in he the like tagged her. Like as you- in, in the photo on like on North's face. So what do we do? Well, nothing. I was just letting you know. Yeah. Let's just story it. Can I, can I do, can we add a little commentary like a Kim greater than sign? I guess. I don't know. I just can't even express to you how much I'm on her. Like, I hate to say side, but like I'm on her. Like she's just so clearly. Oh yeah, of course. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Okay, so I want to talk cookware for a second because I haven't told you guys about this company and I recently tried their products and I fully understand the hype now. So they're called Great Jones and they make really high quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that also happens to be beautiful. Like I know it's kind of a weird way to describe cookware, but you'll see what I mean when you go on the website. In terms of colors, they have your classic black and white, but they also have pinks, greens, yellows, blues, just like really vibrant, fun colors. And everything is non-toxic. So they have, you know, Dutch oven, ceramic dishes, non-stick sheet pans. Everything is non-toxic to me. That's huge. And we all know, like I'm not the biggest cook, but I have my staples. And I got originally from them the Fry Family, which is the eight and 10 inch ceramic nonstick pans. And they're just great. I got them in the white because that matches the best with my kitchen. I love cooking on them. And I also, I know, again, it sounds kind of weird, but I love the way they look in my kitchen. And the thing is, once you get these, you're going to want to get them for your friends. So they make incredible gifts for weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays, whatever occasion you need. It's a great gift. Upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code CBC. That's greatjones.com, promo code CBC. Okay, well, that just that just changed everything. I don't even know. I, can we just talk about that? I could, I'm not kidding. I could record an entire episode on that one post. I 100% could as well. Let's, can we do that? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I have to tell you, honestly, this to me is one of the biggest holy shit moments I think we have had in the last year in terms of, forget about a Kardashian, a celebrity posting something like this because we know Kim's mindset so well. Like we know how badly she didn't want to do this. She took every option to never have to make a statement like this, you know? And so this clearly just shows that she must have hit so clearly her breaking point. Well, keeping in mind also that Kim's entire thing, like her entire mantra, her entire personality is just how calm she is and how calm she's able to always consistently be. And so for her to post this, she must have literally been like, this is, this is it. This is where I draw the line. And obviously good for her. This would have been, my breaking point would have been five interviews ago. Also just realizing we didn't even say, in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, this morning, Connie posted a screenshot of North's TikTok, tagged Kim in the photo on North's face and in all caps wrote, since this is my first divorce, I need to know what I should do about my daughter being put on TikTok against my will. I mean, this guy, can we quickly go back to her statement for a second? Yes. The last line, which I want to read when she says, 
I wish to handle all matters regarding our children privately, and hopefully he can finally respond to the third attorney he has had in the last year to resolve any issues amicably. Interesting little point there, by the way, because that goes to show that in addition to him creating his own trouble, clearly there's been legal trouble created by his antics. Right. And that was also such a good little dig in terms of if you hear anything about why these divorce proceedings are delayed or things aren't happening, it's clearly on his end and has nothing to do with me as he is on his third lawyer now. It's really fucked up that he proposed that of North. I know that's just like one of a million things, not because he doesn't have the right to be upset with his kid being on TikTok. Like if that's something that you're upset with, it's a valid concern as a parent, but one, the way he's doing it is making it seem as though Kim is forcing North to be on it. Whereas we know that's not the case. Kim did more than she was comfortable with and ended up making a joint account just so that North could express herself in that way, the same way Penelope did it with Courtney. Like it so clearly is coming from something that North wants and Kim is trying to be a supportive yet also safe parent in helping her along. There are so many layers to the fact that he posted that because one, it's the biggest aspect of it is in terms of turning the public against her, which is clearly something that he's attempting to do. And I think that Kanye knows very well that there is a very, maybe it's not a large percentage of the public, but there is definitely a percentage of the public that will believe anything negative that they hear about the Kardashians. So if somebody takes that and reframes that story in a way where it's like, wow, Kim is forcing her kid to be on TikTok against Kanye's wishes. Kanye doesn't want it. Kim is forcing her to do it because they need to like start showing off the next generation of kids and start making her kids famous too to like keep the legacy going. Like that is a narrative that a lot of people will believe. So that's the first part of it. The second aspect of it is that all of this is just like Kanye exerting his control. The fact that Kim has made it very clear that North only is on TikTok with her. It's a joint account. She can only go on it when Kim is with her, when Kim is home, when it's on Kim's phone. Like Kim has made it clear to the public and I'm sure Kanye multiple times what the parameters of North being allowed on TikTok are. And so for Kanye to jump in with this power play is not only like, I want to control everything you're doing and everything you're doing with our kids. It's also like, I'm saying that I, I'm letting the public know that I don't trust you enough in terms of the way you're handling our children, which Kim fired right back at that by saying, I am the primary caregiver. What about the line when she says, divorce is difficult enough on our children and Kanye's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively and publicly is only causing further pain for all. I cannot tell you how, I don't need to tell you because I know you know, how fucking validating and vindicating that feels for us and must feel for her to be able to finally outline that it is an obsession, that he really does have an obsession with painting her and the family in the most negative light physically possible and how he cannot see the hypocrisy in the, in calling out something he thinks is detrimental to his daughter, yet not understanding that calling out their mother in such a mean way is the most detrimental thing he could ever do. Beyond. I can't believe that it took her this long to respond. I thought for sure she was going to post after Kanye did that with Chicago's birthday party. I think it was kind of like an all's well that ends well thing. And it happened so quickly, like from the time of his freak out to them handling it was only a few hours. And realistically, she's in the middle of the party. I don't think she was going to do it then. This feels like, you know what? I've had enough. Yeah. And as she should, I wonder what the process of her writing and posting this was like, was this just her and Tracy sitting down and doing it? Was this her and Tracy and she sent it to Chris? Was it her and Chloe and they sent it to Chris and Tracy? Like, I'm so curious about whether this was just something that was done and there was a really quick turnaround time on it, or if she really sat down, thought it through, sent it to people, got their approval and then posted it. I think it was a combination of both. Like, I do think that it happened very abruptly. And also it was probably a Chris, Tracy, Chloe situation, maybe throw in a Simon or a Steph Shep type thing, but very, you know, inner circle type situation. I don't think it's, she's sending it to the whole group chat. I don't think she needs Courtney's opinion or Kylie's opinion. If anything, it's just Chloe and Chris. Do you think that this has kind of broken the seal now in terms of if Kanye continues to speak in the way that he has spoken, that now that she has put up a post that, she will continue to speak out because she's already taken that step and done it? It's a really good question. And I think my answer is not necessarily. I, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel either. I don't think so, but I could see, I could see it getting a lot messier from here on out, as messy as it already is. And 
I think if this is something where she's reached her breaking point, if it gets worse than what this is, then I don't think she'll be responding regularly, but I don't think this is the last time we'll see something along those lines. But maybe she feels like she said her piece and she said all there is to say. It's so hard to say because clearly what she's doing here is reactionary. She wouldn't just be making this statement if Kanye wasn't behaving in this way. And as we know, a lot of his actions with this type of thing can be very unpredictable. So we don't really know, but I do think it's not something she wants. Like I think in her dream world, she could be able to say this and whether or not it changed Kanye's actions, it was enough to make her feel like she didn't have to say anything again. I don't think she gets off on this in the slightest. I don't think she enjoys it at all. No, I think this is something she actually like, you know, it's funny. Like there are certain people where they, the second that they're attacked or the second that something, not even attacked or something is said about them that they can respond to, they feel that overwhelming need to, like it's an impulse for them almost. And Kim is the complete opposite end of the spectrum in my mind where she is so willing to let narratives just run their course because she knows her truth and she knows that she has enough people around her that will either dispel those rumors on their own, call in as a source and dispel it. Chris will, you know, pull some strings and shut them down. But it's very, very rarely a situation where she steps in herself or feels that compulsive need to do so, or not even a compulsive need to do so, like feels that pulling on her where she's like, I have to say something. We're like so many of us, as soon as that happens, we're like, well, I have to step in and defend my honor. Kim is really great at sitting back and letting things play out the way she thinks they're meant to. And so for her to jump in in this case, I think that I, 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 yeah, I'm thinking that this is probably the last time she'll do it because I don't think that this is anything she ever wanted to do. I think she much prefers to sit back and let things run their course than to have to speak on it herself. But I also can tell you, I know that this is as big of a deal as we think it is because our DMs are going absolutely insane right now. Are they? I have not even checked. Everyone really has the same understanding of what we're talking about, which is like kind of twofold, which is like, one, the fact that she responded in the first place is insane and so unlike her. And two, people feel like this must be so freeing for her and like good for fucking her. That's really the reaction. Now that you said it, I'm looking. People are losing it. I I can't get over this. This could be one of the craziest, this is definitely the craziest thing that's ever happened while we were recording for sure. I love that it happened while we were recording. I couldn't tell for a minute if the only reason I thought it was as crazy as it was is because we were in the middle of recording and we were literally talking about Kim's social media. And I don't know what, I went to go check something to like see if she had a story up or to see what her, I think I wanted to make a, a comment about her icon. And I wanted to say something about like how comforting it is to see her icon pop up, even though it changes sometimes. Like right now it's the blue one. And I just went to go look at it and the story was there. That was really something. I Okay, I have a few more thoughts. I mean, I have a million thoughts and I'm sure we'll have so much more to say on Monday. I also want to say, and I really need to make this point carefully, like this is an important caveat because we fucking hate when, I'm going to use Megan Fox for an example, or any real powerful woman is out there living her life, having fun, and all of the comments are like, oh, but what about your kids? Where are your kids? And it's like, the two can coexist. You can have a really fun, exciting life and do social things and then also be an incredible parent. So let it be known that that is my stance. That being said, real ballsy of Kanye to so publicly go after Kim's parenting the morning after his PR son of a relationship is everywhere by buying his girlfriend of a few months and every single one of her friends Birkins that he just like wants to be this giant show. You know what I mean? Like, where's Kim creating a press storm? Okay, she goes on a few dates with Pete. Like, you know? <laughs> no, I do know. And it's, it's incredibly unfair because normally it is not something that we would touch on in terms of what Kanye or Kim or any parent is doing in their personal life, whether they're away, traveling with a partner, whatever it is. But I, I agree with you in the sense of it's not fair to have that public show storm and then also be attacking Kim for her parenting because that's what it was. You can't set yourself up in a way where you make yourself out to be this perfect parent on social media so that you can attack your ex-wife and then continue to do whatever you want, but she's not allowed to. That's the issue that I have with it. Right. It's the full double standard. Exactly. That's what it is. She is not allowed to do what she wants. I mean, of course she's allowed, but in his mind, yet the rules don't apply to him and it's fucked up. It's controlling. It's narcissistic. It's misogynistic. And how do you, 
if you're Kim, how do you ever recover from this in terms of not, she's fine. I don't mean it like that, but in terms of viewing him in a favorable way ever again. Yeah. I I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can come back from that and have a healthy co-parenting relationship going forward. I think there's too many obstacles in the way, but I hope they figure it out because it's not an issue that's just going to go away. The other thing that I was just thinking about, which is an interesting point that I never really thought of before, which is obviously oftentimes we have the conversation about Chloe and her ability to trust herself and her own judgment. And like, after all of the heartbreak she's gone through and all of the way that the men in her life have treated her, like, how do you trust your own judgment going forward? And like, do you just have bad judgment when it comes to picking a partner? I'm actually curious if Kim has a little bit of that in her as well. I know. And to be clear, it's not because I think that she has a judgment issue, but I think back to that episode when she was crying about, you know, the divorce and she was like, I just feel like a failure. Like I can't fucking get it right. Remember she was like, so being kind of so mean to herself and so unkind and what she was saying about her own self and her own sense of judgment. And I wonder if that was just like an immediate reaction or if seeing the way Connie has handled these things, it's kind of carried on. Yeah. I, I would imagine that it's carried on. And I also think that it's not just Kanye that's a partner where she's looked back and been like, what's wrong with me? She's clearly had this multiple times. I mean, Chris Humphreys was definitely an example of that. So yeah, I I wonder if it's that she has a little bit of not picking the right person for her, or if it's a little bit of just after all this time, I feel like I'm getting burned and I can't trust my own judgment, or maybe it's a mix of both. It's like, I don't know if I can trust my own judgment and I don't know if that's for good reason as well. If I've proven that to myself in the past, I really don't know, but it is interesting to think about because I think we so oftentimes associate that with Chloe. And the more that I think about it, Kim definitely has that in her as well. Yeah. I mean, when I think about it though, and I don't even know if this is necessarily the best conversation to have because there's so much that goes into it. But when I think about this one element in terms of the difference between Kim and Chloe, I think what it must be for Chloe is that every single time she felt completely blindsided, she fully trusted these men and they went and betrayed her. And a lot of it was cheating. In Lamar's case, it was also using drugs in a way that was obviously very detrimental to him in their marriage. But the difference between that and Kim or where I would imagine Kim stands is like, in a way, she always knew this was Kanye. I think she just thought that she was on the side of Kanye where it would never happen to her. So to me, it's not that she's completely thrown off or shocked that he could act this way because she's probably seen him do it before. I think the shock more so comes from the fact that she never thought she would be on the receiving end of it. She thought she was safe from it. And it's a, I mean, Kardashians aside, it's a really important life lesson that it's never a good thing when someone, a man, a woman, a friend of relationship, it's like, yeah, you know, they're kind of terrible, but they're great to me. That's not a compliment. That is not flattering. And viewing that as any sort of flattering is only going to harm yourself in the future. You want somebody that is kind and handles every single person they interact with with grace and with kindness and with compassion. You should not feel special because they're such a dick to everyone else. It is such a common misconception that people, especially women, make. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. 
People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, you want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. That's an amazing point, like a very, very, very important point to make. I want to make two points based on what you just said. The first being... I think it's important for both of us, like in terms of your point and my point, that we remember that this isn't a situation where Kanye has consistently always been like this and now it's just being used against Kim. Like this is the way that Kanye's personality has progressed over time. And the way that he is acting now, I don't think is anything that Kim could have predicted in the beginning. Again, there were obviously things about Kanye's personality that people did not mesh well with. There was a lot of narcissism there from the beginning. There was a lot of outspoken things that he said that is nothing new. But what we're seeing now is not what we had seen then. Not the, th- the things that were unlikable about him then were not nearly to the extent of what we're dealing with now. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing going off of what you said, which is kind of entirely separate from Kim and Kanye is I think the reason that people fall into that trap of like, but they're good to me isn't so much like, cause they feel special. It's like, that's such a common trope that's used in TV shows and, and movies. And it's less like they're a dick to everybody else, but they're nice to me. It's just like, they have a hard exterior, but like, I'm the one that makes them soft. Like I'm the one that opens up that side of them. And I'm sure there is an aspect of Kim that fell into that trope. That wasn't just like Kanye's a dick, but he's nice to me. I think it was more like the world misunderstands him, but I get him. And that's important. One million percent. And I think that on top of that, it's not even specific to Kanye. Like just in general, I think that Kim would say that that's one of her greatest skills, the ability to kind of communicate with people and and manage relationships in a way where even if there's a bunch of chaotic shit going on, she can, she can handle it. And she can make sure that the chaos is gone from like the goal that she is trying to achieve. And so in addition to being thrown off, I'm sure she's really frustrated by not being able to do that here, especially by somebody who she loves or loved or really adored at one time. And also the, the other really ironic and fucked up thing in all of this is that for so many years, Kanye was the one that was building Kim up. Like he was her biggest fan. And I'm not to say that he's not a fan, but he was the one that wanted nothing but the best for her, could could only speak about her in the highest regard. And now he is, that's the same man that's now when she's actually reached that high point, actively trying to tear her down. It does not sit right with me. This whole thing is like, I know from our perspective, it's like, holy shit. And it's really dramatic and it's chaotic and like it's pop culture. And I get it, obviously, trust me, my blood pressure spiked when I saw Kim post that story. But like on a really human level, when you remember this is just a family that happens to be famous and billionaires, it's so sad. This is so sad. And my heart hurts for Kim and it hurts for the kids, even though that they're not aware of it right now. And it hurts for Chris that she has to watch her daughter go through this at the hands of a man who 
she really loved and, and really at the same time can say did so much for their family. You know, it's not like Kanye never did anything for them. It's not like he was always treating them in this way. He wasn't. You know, this wasn't always how he operated. It's so fucked up, Julie. Well, that's just it also is like he did so much for her. He did so much for her family, like all of those things. And I think he was genuinely happy to be a part of that family. I don't think he loved the reality show aspect of it, but the idea of being with the Kardashians, I think was something that he loved. But he also loved Kim. Like, that can't be lost in all of this. Like, these grand gestures that he did for Kim. Like, yeah, he bought Julia Fox and her friends a bunch of Birkins. Like, that is uh, insane. But, like, the thought and the emotion behind the things that he did for Kim was another level. Like, that was the love that he had for her. And I don't negate that in all of this. I just think that Kanye has changed over time. Even though a lot of people, and probably you don't feel that way, but, like, he has just objectively changed over time. And it's unfortunate that I think for Kim, who was like viewing the situation as like, how could anybody who loves me this much ever hurt me in this way? And I think that's what Kim is struggling with now, because I don't think that the way he's acting negates the love that he had for her. I think that was very real. And I think Kim is not wrong about that. And I don't think Kim's judgment was off in the slightest in terms of the way Kanye was to specifically her. So I think that Kim, maybe knowing that Kanye had tendencies of what he's exhibiting now can't be surprised by the way that he's acting and how public he is. I think that it is entirely shocking to her that he would do this to her and to hurt her in this way. Completely agree with you. And also, and again, this conversation going forever, but a follow-up to what we were saying on Monday's episode where Kanye does this thing when Kim's hypersexualization works to his benefit, he celebrates it. And then the second he feels that he is being intimidated by it. He like tries to shut her down in this like really condescending misogynistic way. Same thing with his outspokenness. And we've spoken about this before. Like that was the thing that she loved and admired and and derived so much confidence from the way that he was able to be so outspoken and say what he wants. Now that same thing is coming at her like a dagger. It's not easy. I'm sure in her mind, it's a very hard thing to compute. Yeah, I think so too, especially because of the way that she celebrated that and because of how kindly she has spoken about him publicly I think that you know if this was a situation where Kim was constantly taking digs at him and Kim was constantly doing things to undermine him you could understand the way that he is towards her like you could almost rationalize it if it was two-sided it's so it's not even that it's one side and the other person staying quiet it's that even after the divorce one side was so consistently kind and the other was so consistently trying to get at her and dig at her every single thing she does interviews about her saying awful things undermining her parenting undermining their relationship like that is a position that no one should have to be in that is really like when you break it down what's happening between the two of them just heartbreaking it's heartbreaking I have I could talk I'm not kidding like if I wasn't stressed that we weren't going to get this episode up today I could talk about this for 17 hours straight I could too I want to tell you, I think what we should do is after we end this, I'm going to keep keep this in so you guys can hear our process. We should record a soft open where we basically explain to everyone, like, this is what we were going to do. And then this news broke. So like, sorry that this is all over the place, you know? I love that idea. Okay. It's definitely, it definitely needs something to explain why this episode is so all over the place. Well, in a normal world, if we were recording an emergency episode, we would like map it out and have bullet points and like try to be a little more together. And this was, I don't even know if I agree with what I said 10 minutes ago, you know? I don't either, but this was very extremely on the fly. Had we gotten this before we recorded, we would have spent like 10, 20 minutes, maybe in the beginning talking about it, breaking it all down. The way that it happened though, in terms of like us already recording and it breaking in such a way, it was like, I have to stop everything and talk about every aspect of this right now and make an entire episode about it. But had it happened like 20 minutes earlier, we probably would have just done the intro and then done the whole episode. Yeah, I'm so glad it happened in this way. And actually, I'm glad on a personal note, because I feel like it's challenging me slash us to like lean into the rogueness a little more. You know, like you can get really obsessive with this and making sure that everything sounds perfect and whatever. And like, sometimes you just got to say, fuck it. And it's okay that you don't have a full blown outline. You know, not everybody does that. And I think that's okay. So it's challenging us to do that. So whatever. Holy fuck. This is crazy. I can't, I, I feel like more things are going to play out. Don't you? I don't think this is the end of this conversation. Well, you think Kanye is going to sit back and take that? There's no way. 
No, I hope it will be interesting to see if Kim responds. I don't think she'll respond again. I really like, I know I had questioned that at the beginning of the episode, but I really feel like this was her point. This was her breaking point. She said what she needed to say. She got it all out in the open. She made the dig about the three lawyers. She made the point about her being the primary caregiver. And now everything else that he's going to say going forward is hopefully negated by her initial statement there. Yeah, I I think so as well. And also just in terms of doing a check in the box of it not happening, like I couldn't imagine something upsetting her more or making her feel the need to respond more than something that involved her children. You know what I mean? She's probably not going to respond to something less severe. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow, you guys. Julie, by the way, is your phone. My phone is blowing up. Everybody in the world is like, Kim's post, Kim's post, Kim's post. I know. People are going crazy. That's how I knew that it wasn't dramatic to an emergency episode about this too, or not an emergency episode, just pivot to make it an episode about it because the way that everybody else was reacting without us having to say anything to them first was like so equal to what we were feeling. Wow. Okay, guys, that was a wild fucking ride. We'll see you on Monday. Remember that Isabel and I are going to be doing the Bravo episode earlier in the week because that seems to be the general consensus. So it'll probably be like regular episode Monday, Bravo Tuesday night or Wednesday, most likely Wednesday, and then Kardashians Thursday or Friday. We're going to, you know, obviously as the weeks go and the different shows air on different days, we'll figure it out. But wow. Okay. We love you. Thank you so much. Amazing time to have a podcast. My gratitude could never, ever be explained for having one at this moment. Me too. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up, but specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile It helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.